Welcome to another wild and willy episode of Tech That Doesn't Bite Cast. <laughs> it's great to be back. Great to be here, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, my good friend, my comrade at arms, Simon C. Come on board here, Simon. Hello, everybody. Someone has Hello. way too much energy today. Hey, so. You make that sound like a bad thing. And by no. God, Matt, it is not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's uh, not. No, it, it, is, it is good to be back. It is good to be back. I Obviously, uh, I've been off for a while. I had some personal issues I need to take care of. Thankfully, they have been resolved and we're all good here. So that's it. So that's the good part. So we're back, ready to talk news, talk tech, and other fun techie things that yeah. Simon and I talk about. Yeah, mostly Yay. tech, but mostly it's, tech. Uh, it's been good. It's mostly mm -hmm. tech. Mostly tech and also some crazy tech stories. That are oh, God, you wouldn't believe it. I, I, and I've got a doozy. I think I've got a good doozy here for you. <laughs> All I'll right. Tell you. All right, well, Simon, why don't you start off with us here? What, what do you, what is, what's the top story of the day here? So the top story of the day, uh, this actually came out a week ago, but, you know, it's still, still being important. Still, still important. important. And still being talked about. So mm -hmm. it is Apple is introducing the new child safety features, including scanning users' photo libraries for known, I don't want to say that word, S abuse materials. Right. Inappropriate right. abuse materials. There you go. Right. That, that's a good way of putting it. Nicely placed, I guess. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, things that, you know. People caught on recently, and yeah. I think Apple really kind of wanted to address this. But you know, let's be real—they only addressed it because they got caught doing it or mm -hmm. about to do it. So yeah, you know. yeah. So this article from Mag Rumors—I might not read too much about it, but I want to read more about the scanning photos for child inappropriate abuse materials. It's actually right. called CSAM, but you know what the S word is, right? And. Basically, starting this year with iOS 15, iPad OS 15, Apple will be able to detect known abuse materials, images stored in iCloud photos. So that's basically if you have iCloud photos turned on in your iCloud, no, you're enabling Apple to report these instances to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, mm -hmm. a nonprofit organization that works in collaboration with U.S. law enforcement agencies. Apple said its method of detecting known CSAM is designed with user privacy in mind instead of scanning images in the cloud. Apple said the system will perform on-device matching against a database known CSAM image hashes provided by the NCMEC and other child safety organizations. Apple said it will further transform this database into an unreadable set of hashes that is securely stored on users' devices. The hashing technology called NeuroHash analyzes an image and converts it to a unique number specific to that image, according to Apple. Quote, 
the main purpose of the hash is to ensure that identical and visually similar images result in the same hash, while images that are different from one another result in different hashes, said Apple in a new expanded protections for children white paper. For example, an image that has been slightly cropped, resized, or converted from color to black and white is treated identical to its original and has the same hash. Mm. And then in this picture of, you know, kind of a flow chart of what exactly it does. Right. Now, before an image is stored in iCloud Photos, Apple said an on-device matching process is performed for that image against the unreadable set of known CSAM hashes. If there is a match, the device creates a cryptographic safety voucher. The voucher is uploaded to iCloud Photos along with the image, and once an undisclosed threshold of matches is, is exceeded, Apple is able to interpret the content of the vouchers for CSAM matches. Apple then manually reviews each report to confirm there's a match, disables the user's iCloud account, and sends a report to NCMEC. Apple is not sharing what's exact, what its exact threshold is, but ensures an extremely high level of accuracy that accounts are not correctly, incorrectly flagged. So, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh about that. This this is obviously a serious topic, and I don't mean to laugh about that. But no, I mean I'll, I'll, it, touch, it, I'll touch on that in a minute. I, I I'll let you finish, but I just. Okay, go go on. Sorry, sorry. So, there's another part that says Apple. It's another part of the category of this article. It says expanded CSAM guidelines in Siri and search. Apple said it will be expanding guidance in Siri and Spotlight search across devices by providing additional resources to help children and parents stay safe online and get help with unsafe situations. For example, user who asks Siri how they can report CSAM or child exploitation will be pointed to resources for where and how to file a report. The updates to Siri and search are coming later this year in an update to iOS 15, iPadOS 15, watchOS 8, and macOS Monterey, according to Apple. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, I, this but, is um, <laughs> concerning. I, yeah. It, well, no, it, 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 well, it is and it is. I mean, I, I, I thought I have it, anything to hide, but it's just like I don't like yeah, it no, scanning no. stuff that, you know. My photos. Yeah, I mean, a couple of thoughts came to me, came to me about this. Okay, so the first one that the one that I, I chuckled at again that was arguably inappropriate. And I apologize for that, but in all the years of having done tech support, okay, there will never be an algorithm that will that will be able to get spam one hundred percent of the time. That's what I've exactly. learned about email. It is impossible. I mean, unless you've got a a, a neural net type guy, an Android, you know got lieutenant commander data from star trek scanning it for you i mean, I mean seriously that, that's what it takes it takes a level of intuition to recognize oh no this is spam this is it you could algorithm you could do all the algorithms about you know, where it came from how it got there if it's you know even your email address that it's that it's doing it from whatever it is i would say the accuracy of any given spam filter is anywhere between like 85 to 90 percent accurate which is pretty good but they're going to get through some are going to get through yeah. Now, so flip side to, to an algorithm determining what are CSAMs, I see, I see normal consensual adult stuff getting through and being flagged, which is going to be a problem. People like to send each other pictures. You know, if they're dating, they're hot, they're heavy into each other, they're going to send inappropriate photographs to each other. It's probably going to happen, probably happens all the time. And as a result, if you happen to look rather young for your age, you know, if you're one of those blessed individuals, you know what? You're going to get flagged. The guy you sent it to is going to get flagged. And all sorts of hell is going to break loose yeah, because of like, it. I give you an example. When right. We talk about like, okay, what if one day I have a kid, 
Yeah. Right. Sure. And we're big fans of Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Okay. Right. And we do like ninja poses. Like we take sure. a picture, like, you know, like Halloween, we dress up as Ninja Turtles and we do ninja right. poses. And, you know, they're ninja. They're supposed to be fighting. Right. So if that, if I have iCloud photo turned on and I upload that, right. Well, Apple's like, oh, hey, he's doing something to that kid. No, 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 because it looked violent, you know? Right. Like, hey, I'm just, we just like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's right. it. I mean, and I guess that's the other part of it is if it gets flagged, who did then make is a human then going to determine whether or not it's a CSAM or not? And, you know, and on top of that, on top of that, I would even, there's also the, you know, the, the privacy issue because that sort of stuff usually yeah. requires a warrant provided that you're being investigated under arrest or whatever else is involved with that. Granted, it, the, the flip side is, okay, well, you are using a platform. There are rules and regulations you have to abide by. In this case, you know, being, being Apple and their servers. So you are subject to whatever they say you are subject to if you're going to use their services. It's kind of like being on a, um, you know, being on Twitter, being on Facebook. There are rules and guidelines you have to abide by. So I, I, yeah. I, I get that, but that is a big gray area. If you're going to be sitting there having an algorithm scan a bunch of photographs without consent, I would argue. I mean, unless obviously, yes, I agree to the terms and service. Yeah, but who which that means, yeah, well, you're right. Who does no, read that on top it. of that? Who says, mm -hmm. well, if you're going to use this, you must agree to it. You know. And yeah, here's the other part of it. What if I want to, you know, if I, do I have to update my iOS? Do I have to? Yeah, probably I'm going to have to. Here's the thing. If, you know, Apple said that this is before this announced, but they're keeping the previous version, you know, available. They're, they're just going to make, you know, just regular updates to it. Right. So along with iOS 15, there's still going to be, you know, iOS 14, there'll be 0.8. Okay. So it's just like, you're not going to get the latest features, but it's just going to get those, you know, security patches that are okay. plugged okay. and all that. Right. So you could keep it in iOS 14, but you're just not going to be able to get those iOS 15 features. And what's going to stop Apple from sending a list of those people over to the Fed saying, hey, you know what? They're not updating. They might be hiding something. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I, 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 I applaud Apple's efforts. I'm not. 100 sure about the methodology yeah i mean it, yeah, it's for, going to go badly i can already sense this yeah, is going I, to go I can badly. see it go bad and i already seen like comments like oh i'm gonna turn i'm gonna turn off my iCloud photos now yeah yeah i mean yeah, I, yeah. I i don't see why people why people will continue using this yeah no and, it, and it's too bad that apple is doing it this way because they're going to lose a lot of traffic to i you know to apple photos and all that or whatever it's called, iCloud photos yeah and, it's um, gonna hurt iCloud yeah a lot because you know iCloud is, is yeah it's a free tier there's a free tier but there's also a paid subscription you can get for more storage now people are gonna be like well you know i'm just gonna download all my stuff from my cloud and just add, cancel the subscription right they can just Easy. put it onto a spare hard drive and boom you know they, they've got all their photos updated which you know if they got to do it you got to do it or just find a third-party service that's gonna invade your privacy like that you know i mean it's well, it's kind of hard. I'm sure there is. I'm, I'm sure it's very difficult. But if you look hard enough, you might be able to find something, or just manually hook in it into a, you know, like I said, to a to a uh, to an extra hard drive, and boom, you know, there you go. I can't imagine that being particularly difficult. Yeah. But I, I local storage, right? Exactly. Just download it every day. Whatever pictures you're taking, boom, it updates it there, and you're all set. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to yeah. monitor this one to kind of see where things go. I, you know, like I said, I. I 
my my background tells me that you're asking a computer to think like a human, which we don't have the programming capability to do just yet. Yeah. We're getting there, but I think we've got a long ways to go, and it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a big cluster F. That's yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, especially for, cluster, especially for for all my uh, Comic Con goers, <laughs> oh yeah, those cosplayers. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, I don't know, I don't know. It, I just, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's just we'll turn just off. Have to see if you don't yeah, want to do yeah, it, just, just turn it off. Just turn probably it off. just just turn it off. Save yourself the grief and whatnot. It, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, oh my God, Apple, you got to fix this. Yeah, fix it up, man. And well, related to privacy, I've got the little thing about Google. This will, this is a this is a, a you know, something right in the same vein here. So, Google, in an attempt to use their powers for good, will now allow parents. <laughs> funny. Isn't that great? It, it will now allow parents to have images of their children removed from Google search results, as well as across several of its other products. Okay. So one of the child safety measures uh, that it is instilling is that it will remove quote overly commercial content, end quote, from the children's version of YouTube and change what kind of advertisements can be targeted at under 18s. Now, uh, no doubt uh, these measures come on the heels of uh, being under scrutiny from the government as well as as uh, safety advocates. Yeah. Now, an example of this um, is that on Instagram, um, by default, if you were if you label yourself as being someone who is under 16, uh, they be, your account becomes private by default. So it's not a bad idea, but the problem is that you can certainly lie about your age, and what and and the other part of this is that is that uh, for Instagram? Because that's what no, that's for right Instagram. Here. That's Instagram. So they, they may not have updated yet to accommodate that, but if they had, there there you go. Um, and uh, while th this and uh, so what is this? What am I reading in my notes here? Okay, so and on top of this, um, it battles opposition to its plans to introduce a children's version of Instagram. I mean, you know, so to me personally, this is this this just smacks of like uh, like uh, the learning channels, TLC's channel, former show, the Toddlers and Tierra in a really, really bad way. You know, those little those little kids, they had like a TV show some years back where little kids were, were in beauty pageants. They were like barely, you know, seven, eight years old. I mean, really sick stuff like that. It was it, it, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's that gnarly, but it just smacks of that. If you're actually going to say, oh, yeah, let's, you know, set up an Instagram for really underage kids and you know whatever they're gonna do i mean i i see like parents exploiting this in the worst way possible and I, I don't even want to get into that anyways so google itself now has actually come under fire for its youtube kids product mm -hmm. with u.s politicians calling it a quote wasteland of vapid consumerist content end quote i'm like well isn't that what the market economy is all about you know, it's just my take on Your it. Politicians, right? Yeah, no, yeah. You, you look at the group of politicians we have now. You know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're uh, probably the wasteland of vapid consumers. They're the content. vapid wasteland of consumers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, related to this, YouTube's blog posted that it would now be changing its approach on uh, commercial content for kids. It said, and I quote: "We've never allowed paid product placements in YouTube Kids. In the coming weeks." Uh, we'll also begin to remove overly commercial content from YouTube kids, such as a video that only focuses on product packaging or directly encourages children to spend money, end quote. So that should prove interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So no more unboxing those toys. Exactly. Right. Oh, I wonder what's kids. in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So no, Google said, 
It's right. more so like, who, I wonder what's in here. Click on my Amazon link. <laughs> what's in the box? Oh, no, wait. That's a totally different approach. Sorry. My bad. Okay. So Google said that by allowing users to remove image search results of children, uh, it would afford, quote, more control over their digital footprint, end quote. They do recognize that removing an image from the search doesn't remove it from the web, which is true. But yep. They believe the change will provide kids with more control of their images online. So that's, I'll give them that. I would, I would give them that. But you're right. Once you post something on the web, it's public whether you like it or not. Now, provided you can get it down quick enough, that's another matter. But if somebody takes it, that's it. It's done. You're, you're over and done with. Yeah. Uh, as far as I would figure. So, I mean, unless you can find like whomever's, whatever website they, that particular image is being posted at to say, oh, yeah, would you remove it? They did it without consent. Then, yeah, maybe they'll go along with it. But, that's up to them if they want to listen to it, or maybe you need to get a lawyer, which really blows. So uh, there are also other changes that they're going to be implementing, such as age verification uh, being expanded beyond verifying purchases of nicotine and alcohol, uh, stopping the use of location history on phones so a kid's phone isn't being tracked. That's a good one. Uh, turning on safe search to filter out adult search results. And last but not least, provide new parental advice on the Google Play App Store, which, of course, no one will read. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, Google said that they we should try this. I'm like, okay, really? We should listen to their advice. Oh my god. Now they yeah, won't. I, <laughs> yeah. Now they won't. Come on. I you know, I, I applaud, I guess Google's at least trying, you know, like, Well, they're like doing Apple's it trying. to work really just to cover their own back. It's to cover their fanny. You know, I, I totally get it. they're trying to cover their butts. I, I get that, but I I mean, there's liability issues. I mean, I, we could go on and on. It's, it's, yeah. it's all about the money, how much they can get sued for, and, and, and which in turn can create a precedent of, I don't want to say censorship. That's not really quite the word, but there could there could be some issues with that. But right, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I applaud that they're trying. Yeah, it's because they're getting pressure from, uh, um, you know, from, you know, from uh, child exploitation protection groups and uh, you know other things like that. So I don't know. I, I'm. I'm intrigued. I'm hoping this might work, but I see it being very limited as well. Although the Instagram thing, I'm, I'm a little less sure about. I, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, one. that's, they, that's they too really much. Just yeah. a children's vile version of the app. I mean, you could just, I mean, just on exploiting your kids alone. I mean, that that's already pretty bad. But even if that wasn't happening, just, just in a perfect world, if that wasn't happening, there are so many Instagram models out there. Why give them a tool that will kind of make them go into that direction yeah, like, or they should be doing that sort of thing in the first place. You know, no, I agree. I agree. They yeah, should not it, be doing it, that. Yeah. But is. you know, it's not our decision to make. <laughs> as parents. Like, well, it, well, 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 as a, yeah, as, as a, you're parent, a parent, I'm not a parent. So not, not you, not that you're aware of, but uh, no, it, if you're a parent, obviously, obviously you need to be more involved with what your kids are doing and that sort of thing. Uh, that's really the, you know, the, the greater challenge that, newer parents have versus like old schooler ones or, or more old school than, than like mine or, or even ourselves, my, those in my age category, you know, guys like in your age category and a little younger who are parents, you know, it, it's very challenging to, to kind of deal with that. So, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just the nature of what parenting has evolved to at this point is to get involved in like, Hey, what are you kids doing? Don't be doing this. That's bad. You know, or that's good. Don't post this. Don't post that. Don't post that. Yeah. You know, you, you got to teach them. You, know, you got to teach keep everything stuff. private. Yeah. yeah, keep it all private. Exactly, exactly. That's that's not bad advice. Not bad advice. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Instagram, let's talk about their rival, Twitter. Ooh, Twitter. Twitter. So, Jeff, this is also your story. Oh man, Twitter. Okay, so Twitter. Twitter. 
Okay, so Twitter's image cropping algorithm uh, for creating thumbnails and preview images apparently is mildly racist and likes slender young girls. That's uh, that's the short. <laughs> okay, that might be a little harsh, but it also could be closer, to, a little closer to the truth here. All right, so the BBC article here talks about how Twitter sponsors a contest to find biases and bugs in its image cropping algorithm, right? So mm -hmm. they first they pay first, second, and third prizes for what's found. Uh, the first prize is like thirty five hundred dollars, which is you know a pretty good chunk of change there. And it's actually not unusual for software companies to offer bug hunts of this sort of thing, right? Right. So the way this particular contest came out uh, was because Twitter did their own research and found that the algorithm had a bias to crop out black faces, right? So as a result, the company decided to fix this by allowing the users to crop the image themselves. When you upload something, you could just kind of pick, I guess, what part of it you wanted to show so people would click through it, right? Right. Um, it was also discovered that if it if an image had two faces in it, it would favor the white one and thus hide black ones. All right. <laughs> and sadly, <laughs> I, I, I no, no, seriously, it, it sounds really insane. And sadly, this is even this even held true for images of former President Barack Obama and Senator Mitch McConnell, as well as stock images of businessmen of different races. Now, it wasn't like a big overt difference. Uh, according to Twitter, uh, they noted that it showed a, quote, 4% difference from what from uh, demographic parity in favor of white individuals, end quote. So 4%, you can say, well, it's not a really big number. Yeah, okay, you get 100 images, only four of them actually will will show that bias. Yeah. Well, you put out you put it out to uh, uh, you know 100,000 of them, then you're looking at 4,000 images that are being leaned to the white people. So that is so that that's kind of what it is. And obviously, it, numerically, it goes up as you uh, up the up the number there. Now, the first place winner found that the saliency, that was the word he used, the saliency, saliency of a face in an image could be increased, making it less likely to be hidden by the cropping algorithm uh, by by, quote, making the person's skin lighter or warmer and smoother and quite often changing the appearance to that of a younger more slim and more stereotypically feminine person, end quote. Oh my gosh. Twitter uh, said that his discovery showed that beauty filters could be used to game the algorithm and quote, how algori algorithmic models amplify real world biases and societal expectations of beauty, end quote. So whatever filter you're using on, on Twitter or on Instagram, then Twitter or however you're working that obviously would indicate that uh, if you tend to look younger, more feminine, um, and obviously have a lighter color, you're going to get a more bias on your cropping, I guess, or however that works versus those without those qualities. Yeah. Even so, an algorithm is hateful to a lot of people. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, come on. Right. Oh man. Hopefully Twitter will adjust it. Well, I would imagine they probably will, which is why they do stuff like that. So this is why they have those conscious. This is Skynet, man. Right? Oh my God! Skynet on Twitter. Skynet does not care about who you are. We would kill you anyways. Oh my God! Uh yeah. So so that was kind of interesting that you know that an algorithm you know you know programmed by whomever, whether they're programmed by white people or or over in India, as yeah. sometimes happens. But or was I had self learning? Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. I, I actually don't know. I'm not savvy enough about the algorithm itself. I didn't mention anything about a I mean, thing. I will I will give it a pass. You know, I'll forgive it if it's learning on its own. 
But if someone right. programmed this, then there's something wrong with that person. So. Right, right. And and that could well see the four percent that I was talking about actually might be a learned thing, possibly. Okay. Could be that. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Now, second place was actually awarded to the group who was able to show that the algorithm could perpetuate uh, uh, marginaliz margin marginalization, excuse me, such as images of the elderly and the disabled. So if you're an old fart like myself or an older guy or if you're disabled or whatnot, apparently uh, the, the algorithm actually will marginalize you even more. And not not care. Is that why you're and not it, that successful? On apparently, that's what I think it is. I think that's why you do so much better on the YouTube stuff than I do, <laughs> as we've talked about before. It just doesn't like the old. But you're in Darman videos. By the Darman videos, I know. You're in Darman right? videos. How could you not be? How could you not be more successful? You right? You know, we saw comments on our videos say, "Hey, this is the the guy from Darman Dar videos." Yes, yes, and I am. Yes, he is. He is. He I am. I really am. Darman videos. I, I've been in a number of Darman videos. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you do want to see them, you could go and check out my website. And I've, I've got it in my resume. I've got it uh, uh, posted on my YouTube channel too. Um, and third place went to the person who showed that the algorithm was more likely to crop out Arabic text than English in memes. So. <laughs> All right. Wait, okay. So Twitter is racist. I, <laughs> so Twitter is mildly racist yeah. and like slender young girls. That's all I gotta say. No, I mean, Twitter <laughs> got to fix your algorithm, right? Because this is not appropriate. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh so much about it. I mean, honestly, I, I couldn't help but to laugh about it when I saw this. I'm like, what do you mean that, you know, the Twitter algorithm prefers slimmer, younger, light-skinned faces? I'm like, what the hell is that about? I, I read through this and I'm like, oh, that's that's just awesome. That's just wrong. <laughs> Twitter, please fix this because it's, it's it's not fair to us. I, I am sure that there, to people. I would hope, I would hope that when they pony up this cash for the prizes that they are making an investment to actually fix it. So, because it, because my presumption, and I have to make this a presumption, that Twitter does this to better itself so that it could be a, a good self-sustaining platform that, you know, as, as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As uh, as angry and as argumentative as people could get on there, that when you show at least images and whatnot, that it, it's not, that it's trying to be equal to everybody in that regard. Right. Despite like whatever vitriol that, Various former one-term, twice impeached presidents can chew. It's uh, you know, it, it's stuff like that. But at least they're trying. At least I'm going to hope that they're trying. That they've taken this to to to, to hard. They're like, oh yeah, okay. So we we obviously don't kind of have a thing marginally against uh, non-whites and right, yeah, women. We uh, probably shouldn't favor them like that. <laughs> it's no, you know, it's just, it's just wrong Twitter. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Let's move on to our next topic. Let's go to the next topic. How about next slide. topic? What, what there? The next time you go to the movies, you know, there might be another way you can buy your tickets and Ooh. concessions, you know, the overly priced concessions. <laughs> yeah, very so AMC is preparing to accept Bitcoin for <sighs> movie tickets and concessions. Wow. So it looks like Apple Pay and Google Pay support is also coming as has our 45 day theatrical exclusive from Warner Brothers. So I'm not going to talk more about those theatrical exclusives. That's already a mess in the industry. <laughs> so movie de movie theaters are desperate to get consumers away from streaming services and back in front of the big screen. And AMC believes one way to do that is by accepting new payment methods, including Bitcoin. This is an article from the PC mag as Yahoo finance reports reports Report. as Yahoo finance yeah, yeah. reports. AMC Entertainment CEO Adam Aaron 
uh, held an earnings call yesterday where he informed attendees that the movie theater chain would start accepting Apple Pay and Google Pay. About time. <laughs> Jeez. You guys are always late. Every These companies are so late to the game. Yeah, right now, no, I know it, why. It's always about money. Well, it always will be. Yeah, that, that's a fact. I, I just like the fact that I can actually tap a credit card in and of itself. That, that's a nice feature. I'm not going to lie about that. That's nice. Anyway, go on. Yeah. However, he also stated AMC is going to be technologically equipped to accept Bitcoin as a payment method for movie tickets and concessions soon. It's unclear how that will be implemented, but apparently it's going to happen this year. And then it talks about this, uh, you know, the 45 exclusive day window of movies. So that's more about the movie business, but we're talking about more of the, the Bitcoin thing. So, man, that's weird. I mean, I'm not, I'm Bitcoin. like, I, like, God, how do you I, pay I, with Bitcoin? I don't know. It's like, how would you pay it? Well, I, I yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I, I'm not even sure. I, I don't no, know. I'm not, I, about, like, I, I'm still like a novice on Bitcoin. Yeah. I, I know. Like, not very much about it. I mean, you and I have talked about it on a previous bike cast about, about NFT. We talk about NFT. That's a little bit different. Right. A little yeah. bit. Conceptually, it's the same idea, I think. But still, it, it's like, okay, the problem I already have with Bitcoin, that it is insanely expensive to own Bitcoin, just in and of itself. <laughs> now, I mean, before Elon Musk pulled out of the Bitcoin market because it's so bad for the earth and whatnot, I mean, I'm so glad he realized it, really. I mean, Bitcoin was running at about like $65,000 of Bitcoin. That's actually how much one Bitcoin was. And the fluctuations in the market were unbelievable. So mm -hmm. it's a really unstable currency. So when Elon Musk pulled out, I think it dropped to about 35 or 40 now. I think it's about where it's at. I, I haven't looked lately, but I know it It took a big hit. So anybody who had Bitcoin just, just got bit in the butt right there. <laughs> yeah, especially if they bought it you know, above $40,000. Yeah, $40, so, yeah, so... <laughs> So if you're using, if you're buying your, all this wondrous cyber, cyber currency and using it to, just to go to the movies and whatnot, I mean, who knows how much you're actually paying for the movie if the Bitcoin is, is in constant state of flux like it is. Yeah. Unlike the American dollar or pretty much any other gold-based currency, currency yeah. is pretty stable. There's a very little fluctuation to it. So it's stable enough for our purposes that it doesn't cause the prices to fluctuate all the time. So if you're, so if, if Bitcoin... One day you might be paying, you know, actually paying an actual $15 to go to the movies and buy popcorn. Whereas the next day you might actually be paying $20 or even $30, depending on, on, on the price of Bitcoin. And that's yeah. dumb. That's really dumb. So but but, I don't even know. Like, how would you use it? You oh, know? I don't know. God, I don't I even no know. It's like, I have no idea how to pay for that. Now you can I, pull a digital coin on your hand, you know, it's like that, you know, just, I mean, it's got, it's gotta be through using one, like, you know, some sort of NFC program. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. You're, like Bitcoin is not, I'm not an expert in Bitcoin. It. The, the cell phone might allow for it. Maybe that's why the Apple Pay, the Google Pay thing um, allows for that because I think there's some. But they don't even, like Apple Pay, Google Pay, they don't even support Bitcoin. Oh, they don't? Oh, no. well. You can't, you, can't, yeah. you, you can't add Bitcoin as a payment source. <laughs> you know? It's only right. credit cards right, or debit right. cards. You can't right, add right. it. I know the only other place that supports Bitcoin is PayPal. Yeah, probably Venmo too. I bet, but I I haven't looked at. I, I don't know. I mean, I like. I, I don't I, even I, know how to. I don't, I'm no expert. I'm not an expert in Bitcoining. 
No, I, I, I believe you. Both Simon and I, I think I can say with authority, are kind of talking out of her fannies trying to feel um, what Bitcoin is and how to use it, how to pay for it and whatnot. I would imagine there are loads of people who could bore us to death with it. I would encourage to hear them and listen to it for sure. But well, I don't say they'll bore us to death. That's kind of rude. You know, would I be wrong though? Probably not. But it's- <laughs> it depends who's presenting it. <laughs> right, right. Okay. They present how they're, it, pre- it depends how they're presenting it. Right. And how, how they're demonstrating it to us. Right. Because if it's entertaining and good, then I'll probably get a kick at it. If yeah. you're just some person, yeah, it's like, no, like, I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> like, you gotta be entertaining. And now, class, right? and now yeah. class today, we're gonna learn about Bitcoin. Oh, God, yeah. no, please. Clear eyes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, this is Wait. a blockchain. Oh, God, please just stop. Yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, I, I, I don't see that going well or anywhere with that one. It just, to me, I wouldn't say it wouldn't go well. I just say that I don't think a lot of people uh, will be using it. I think you, well, I definitely agree with that. Unless unless Bitcoin does become a replacement currency for yeah. gold based currency, which which is possible, it's a ways off. It's possible, but it's too volatile. I mean, to me, that is just it's dumb because one day, like I said, you could be paying fifteen dollars. Another day, it's twenty. Another day, it might be five. Who knows? <laughs> But it, well, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. That, yeah. It's that volatile. That's the problem with it. So I, I would never use it. I would never use it until there was some level, some way to give it a sense of security that it would, that it, that the price will stop wavering so much. Like, I mean, price of gold goes up and down all the time. It doesn't necessarily reflect on the dollar so much. I'm sure in day trading it can, but overall, not too big of a deal. It doesn't really affect what the dollar costs or what it, what it earns you. That's what price increases do to give you the value mm-hmm. of the dollar. That that's a whole other economic thing. I won't even go into that. But excuse me. But yeah, I, Bitcoin. That's something I would do. That it it's and that's not a funny daddy thing. I I'm sure that is just something you really shouldn't do. But whatever. So yeah yeah. If you want to watch a movie, <laughs> you want to use Bitcoin, use cash. You maybe can. In the new future. <laughs> so all right, let's go on to our next topic. Our next topic will be about. Firefox. Firefox 91. Yes. Jeez, 91 it, already? It's at 91 already. And, and in the same vein of all this talk of privacy and all this other jazz we've been going on about, it has now pushed out a new feature. Just this past Tuesday, uh, they've added a new feature called Enhanced Cookie Clearing. Ah! I have really no idea what exactly. Well, no, that's not true. This This sounds cool. And I maybe it is. I, I actually just updated my Firefox with it. I'll have to get back to you as to whether or not it, it, it actually is better. I generally surf without having my cookies on in the first place. So I, I don't know how much that's going to affect me. <laughs> Anyways, this new feature is designed to block tracking, not just from a website, but also from third parties who whose code appears in the website. Uh, this technology also allows you to let other allows you to uh, allows you to clear cookies for a particular website, mm-hmm. but also the more aggressive super cookies designed to evade lesser privacy protections. Now, according to a blog post from Mozilla, the makers of Firefox and other fun products, uh, quote, you can easily recognize and remove all data a website has stored on your computer without having to worry about leftover data from third parties embedded in that website, end quote. Yeah, let's go with that. So, Per this CNET article that we see here, uh, with online privacy being a being a top priority, the browser industry is trying to find new ways to make the internet less intrusive. Excuse me. 
However, free websites and online services aren't so great when they're supported by advertising technology that appears a little too closely to into your life there. So, mm-hmm. so basically, it's a battle between these these the advertising code versus the browsers. Um, so Firefox, along with other browsers like Apple Safari, Brave, and Microsoft Edge, are investing a lot of engineering resources and technology to block these cookies and other tracking technology. Now, Google, which has an enormous online advertising business and likes the idea of personalizing ads, is trying, and apparently with some difficulty, to come up with alternatives that offer both targeted ads and privacy in its Chrome browser. As you may recall from a, from a previous uh, Tech That Doesn't Bycast that we did, they were actually trying to come up with their own uh, Garden of Eden of marketing data Mm-hmm. With a cookie, with a version of cookies of their own that's supposed to be about as 90, 95% as effective as the current cookies that we have in technology now. Google so, cookies. Google cookies. Yeah, that's actually what Miles was called that. Call them Google cookies. Uh, whatever. So, yeah. Goo cooks. Um, Goo cooks. <laughs> what's that? Goo cooks. Goo cooks. Oh, God, yeah, that sounds weird. All right. So, Google cookies. Oh, wait, wait. Gookies. Gook. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Gookies. <laughs> Well, right. it kind of rides with dookies, and I don't even want to go there. So, All right, you know, Google cookies, right? Google cookies. You know, you know. So yeah, it, that's uh, so. I mean, I I applaud Mozilla trying to try to go for better privacy. Time will tell to see if it works really well. Uh, you know, I I'm not even sure really what to make of it. Like I said, I usually have my cookies turned off, um, or they at least will accept them from third third party sites. But when I end my session, when I cook, nah, shut the browser down. It. I just tell it to delete everything. So it, in theory, this it sounds to me like the enhanced cooking clearing is supposed to catch whatever might be left or shouldn't be left over already and gets rid of that. I mean, to me, if I close out my browser right now, there shouldn't be anything left, theoretically. I mean, granted, it does cache files and other stuff like that, and I get that. You know, that it's the nature of how a computer is supposed to work. There's always supposed to be a cache area, but... yeah. It should be clearing all that out. And I know that like with, with Microsoft and also with Internet Explorer, I assume it does this with Edge, but with Internet Explorer, you could designate a folder where all your cache files would go. And, you, and you know, for whatever reason, it didn't clear out the cache very well. You could actually just manually go in and delete all the files in there, as well as the cookies that get stored in there, too. I believe so, you can on Edge. Okay, I, I'd assume it's that. Just the same. Just well, the, I mean... Should I be know. able to. I mean, just, I mean, if you have never tried the new Edge, then you wouldn't know. Yeah. It's basically like Google. It's using the Chrome engine, so the interface is pretty same. There might be a way to do that, but I don't know about where the folder is. But right to really, right. I mean, there's a section that's just clear browsing data. Right, and and that yeah. should work. I, I should work. That, that yeah. should work, and you're taking on faith that it does work. But you know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to go, if you want to go in there and be sure, by God, you know, you should be able to browse wherever the folder's hiding. I go, oh, look at all these cookies that are still there. <laughs> Delete them. And Delete them. Delete. Be gone. Gookies, you know, whatever it's. They're going to be better the new word of the day there, Simon. Well done. Uh, but yeah, no, so I don't know. This, uh, we'll see. I have a feeling my experience isn't really going to change with this because, like I said, I, 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 my cookies and data gets deleted when I'm done. Uh, I always do that. I usually don't have my cookies turned on. I allow them, but like I, but like what this is suggesting that is that once you're done with, with Firefox, it should delete all that stuff out. Yeah. You know, whatever. It should. Should well again, you're t- it's a leap of faith, and really, how much faith should we be putting in technology? Who knows? Especially the people who make them at the date of the data they want from you. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, like, cool Firefox, <laughs> but 
Like it doesn't really mean much if you can't gain your market share. So reclaim it. It it, it does have a much less market share. And I know obviously with when Chrome came on the market, I think it was in the 2006, 2008. Yeah. Firefox kept going down, 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 you know, but they're still trying. They're still still trying, but people still use them. I, I do. And, I, I love Firefox. It works fine for my purposes. No, I'm not saying there there no there are no people using it, but it's like right. These are all cool features, but it doesn't really matter when businesses, you know, regular day people, yeah, you know, they just install Chrome. Right. Well, there's that. So like, it doesn't really matter. Like, here's tons of these brand new features for privacy and security. Doesn't help if no one's using it. Doesn't install right. it on their computer. So. Well, no, and there's that. And on top of that, when you when you when you have Chrome, you do sign in. I mean, I and I'm guilty of this myself. You know, I'm I'm signed into Chrome right now as I do this. You mean you're signed into Google? Oh no, the the browser, right? The browser, right? Chrome, the Chrome browser. Um, you know, I'm signed into you through through Chrome because that's what it accepts. Firefox doesn't work with it, but that's beside the point. Well, you could technically use another Chromium base web browser. Right, I'm, so I'm signing an Edge. Edge. Yeah, right. I could use Edge. Um, but I also use it very conveniently to log into uh, Twitter and into uh, uh, Facebook. So I don't have to use my passwords or any of that. It just logs me in. I post that we're, we're broadcasting and I just cut out of it. And eventually when I, when I shut down uh, Chrome and we're done with this, I presume it's closing. It's, it might be killing off my data, but I know it saves my login information. It's really convenient, yeah. but I don't do anything with it. So that, that there, whatever marketing that, chrome is tracking on me it should only be tracking you know work stuff voice related stuff youtube stuff that's what it should be tracking for the most part it is so that's that's the good part about that so that's so i make it a point to be very mindful of what i'm actually doing in chrome especially depending on what profile i'm using too and i've got right. like 10 of them on there it's really ridiculous but there you go firefox i could sign into it i don't Shouldn't be tracking me that much. So, I mean, this, so my experience would probably vary from somebody else who actually does sign in and use it like they use Chrome if they sign into it and all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they need to push on hey, you know, on uh providing more marketing features of some sort for uh um in Firefox. I don't know. Gain the market share that way. I don't know. I really don't know. They need to run ads. <laughs> that yeah. defeats all purpose. <laughs> oh, no, really. Yeah, they're gonna run ads like those free websites. Those are great. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> You oh, run ads. Let's all go to Angel Fire and get a new, get a website over there. God. Jeez, Angel Fire! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Woo! I think Jeff just dated himself. Yes, yeah. yes. I well, do. I mean, I know Angel Fire, GeoCities. Yeah, GeoCities. Yeah. So you're dating yourself too. All right. Yeah. So now you welcome to my world. Yeah. So I know GeoCities. So. Right on. Right on. All right. <laughs> so enough of these old timing talking. You know, back right. in the old days, right. we are last story, and if you guys are Amazon customers. Yes, I'm one. Yeah, I'm one too. So here's what they're going to do now. So Amazon says, this is from TechCrunch, Amazon says it will now compensate consumers for defective products sold on its marketplace. Mm -hmm. So marketplace is basically, you know, they're not, they're basically, it's not Amazon selling it to you directly. It's like some third-party user. Right, through a third-party, right, right. So Amazon today is making a significant change in its return policies, known as the A to Z guarantee, to address issues with defective products sold through Amazon's marketplace of third-party sellers. In the past, Amazon directed consumers to the sellers in the case where a defective product caused property damage or personal injury. Now Amazon says it will directly pay customers for their claims under $1,000 
which will cover more than 80% of the cases at no huh. cost to sellers. Nice. It also says it may step in to pay claims for higher amounts if the seller rejects a claim or is unresponsive on a claim Amazon understands to be valid. For years, Amazon has attempted to skirt responsibility for the products sold through its marketplace, saying it will only it was only the platform that enabled these transactions to take place, not the liable party in the event of the defective product claims. Some U.S. courts over the years have agreed, but others have not, complicating matters. Most recently, a California appellate court ruled that Amazon could be sued when consumers were injured by third-party products sold on its website. The case at hand was a lawsuit over a defective hoverboard a mother bought for her son in 2015, which burned the customer's hand and started a fire. Oh, dang. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> Meanwhile, as Amazon's marketplace has grown, how defective products and consumers' complaints has are handled has become even more problem. Today, Amazon Marketplace has 6.3 million total sellers, 1.5 million of which are currently active, according to estimates from Marketplace Pulse. Wow. The situation recently recently came to a head when last month Amazon was sued by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, which aims to force Amazon to accept responsibility for recalling all potentially hazardous products sold on Amazon.com. Mm. The name products in the complaint included 24,000 faulty carbon monoxide detectors that failed to alarm numerous children's sleepwear garments that are in oh. violation of flammable fabric safety. I God, should not be laughing this, geez. but safety standard risking burn injuries to children and nearly 400,000 hair dryers sold without a required emission protection devices that protect consumers against shock and um, elect electrocution. Oh, God. I just... yeah. So it That's, goes on that, and on. That and on disaster on. written all over that. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So it talks more about it. And then Amazon likely believes this new policy will help to head off new regulation that could impact how it runs a market, marketplace business. In announcing the news, and Amazon stated that it's going far beyond our legal obligations and what any other marketplace service provider is doing today to protect consumers. A message clearly meant to dissuade further regulation. Yeah, that sounds pretty much like it. So, wow. Yeah, so. Dang, man. Yeah. Uh, I, but that, that was like the worst case scenario you could, you, you could listen for. It's like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to skirt our responsibility until like a bunch of kids catch fire and the other stuff blows up. I mean, holy yeah, God. Yeah, I mean, oh my it's God. good that Amazon's doing that, finally. Yeah, I, but but it took a while. But but I mean, but see, that's just yeah. I mean, here I mean, here's a thought. They're only doing it because they finally got sued to do the right thing. I mean, let's think of it that. Yeah, way. it's pretty much like they're only doing it because they got caught. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, a good, that's like, a good way of looking at it. Yeah, they got caught. They got busted. Whatever yeah. you want to call it, and, and that sucks. And it doesn't say much for the company itself from a moral standpoint. But let me let me just point something out about that businesses are in the business of making money. They don't have to necessarily care, care about you as a person or doing the right thing. Yeah, apparently if you, know, you sell a product that catches on fire, yeah, they don't care. Right, exactly. But see, despite the fact that the law sees businesses as people, they're not treated like actual people. And that, that's a big difference here. They're, they they only are, are forced to do the right thing if it's going to cost them a lot of money or they have to make reparations or whatever. I have you ever bought anything through third-party sellers on Amazon? Oh, I'm sure I have. Yeah, yeah. plenty of times. Nothing, frankly, caught fire. I'm happy to report. But um, I have as well. But they're mostly like covered by Amazon already. I, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. The I only gotta thing, check again. Yeah, yeah, I think the, they mostly are. 
normally when I buy something, I usually would make sure it's a it's an Amazon Prime product so that I know that I'll get it in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, if it's something really urgent, if I don't really care, then I'm, I'm inclined to go with whatever the, the shipping is. It'll be there within a week or whatever it is. Um, but my presumption that I go that if Amazon approved of this vendor to be on there, then there's got to be some level of guarantee that the product is at least good or at least that the company has a good reputation that it cares about. Right. And, and that's a big one. And, um, but obviously Amazon has gotten to a point despite setting children on fire is that, um, well, they're not doing it as the person well, selling it. The product, no, but, so. but, but they, they're showing that they actually are now responsible because they allowed these sellers that are selling yeah, crap to be products on their, on their to be on their marketplace who went to which they, they are the ones who are setting children on fire. But <laughs> sorry, that just sounds bad. I don't think it was intentional. Jeez. <laughs> You know, it could be, and we're never really going to know yeah, unless somebody, whatever. Anyways, so Amazon, Amazon, basically Amazon needs or is being forced to better vet their vendors. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what they're being forced to do. Arguably, they should have done that in the first place. I mean, granted, it's difficult to vet some six million odd vendors that you've got in your marketplace. That's hard. I agree. Uh, but and I would imagine for the most part, most of them, probably a good, I'll just say 90%, maybe even 95, just want to do business, want to make money, have a good rep, keep getting repeat business and all that good stuff, which they should be doing. And that's what every business wants is to get their slice of the pie, do well, get repeat business, yep. try to be as big as Amazon, maybe, or even bigger. Who knows? You know, big, big grandiose dreams. Starting point. Right. Them. The other the other five percent. Couldn't give a rat's fanny about who you are. We'll gladly take your money. Kind of like the spam email we get all the time about people who want to want us to test their products and whatnot. You know, I was like, oh, no, no, please. We want you to test our product. Well, yeah, sure. Send us one. No, you need to buy it. No, we're not going <laughs> to. Anyways. How it works. Yeah, it's not how it works. It's a running joke with Simon. And I don't, don't yeah. worry about that. Anyways, the point being that there is a percentage of people out there who are just there to take your money. And so it's a whole lot of buyer beware kind of thing which is the American way in a lot of ways is that it is buyer beware. Do your homework on the company that you're going to buy it from. Don't just presume that Amazon will cover you or anything. You got to watch out for yourself. So I, I will give credit to Amazon that they've chosen to step up and take care of a lot of these problems. I mean, a thousand dollars a claim is, is chump change for them. I mean, chances are they probably earn 80% of you know the, those, they probably earn that money in a day or even, even a week. For whatever they got to pay out, if it's under a thousand, the one thousand dollar. Yeah, I mean, how many? They might earn, earn that by every second. What are you talking about? Well, well, a thousand. Well, if eighty percent of the claims are a thousand dollars. Oh, you're talking about claims. I thought they're right now. The no, well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're earning that one thousand dollars as we speak no, no, already, even more yeah, already. Right? There's one. There's one. There's, there's another one. one yeah. There's another one. There's another one. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. If it's whatever, however many claims they have, and let's say it's a thousand claims, just to throw out a number, mm -hmm. you got eighty percent of that. That's eight hundred times, you know, a thousand dollars. $800,000? Yeah, they could do that. That's not hard for them. You know, it stinks, but if you're a multi-billion dollar corporation, then a million dollar expense isn't that big of a deal, comparatively speaking. I mean, for us, that's like, oh, it's that's like a dollar. Anyway, so <laughs> I can't spend a dollar. I don't have it. But uh, yeah, I mean, kudos that they're, they're stepping up on this a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. And the good part, I think, as, as you and I talked about before, if a given vendor is selling defective products or is just looking to steal your money and whatnot, they could sue that company for damages on, you know, on behalf of the consumer to get their own money back after they mm. pay the client, after they pay the customer, sue to get their own money back. 
kick them off the marketplace and who knows what kind of reach Amazon has because it's got so much money to do it. So make an example of some of these vendors that are trying to defraud people or sell defective products. You make an example of a few of them. Somebody like, ah, yeah, maybe we don't need to do this. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we so shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do it. Yeah, we shouldn't do it, but we're going to do it anyway because we're greedy. I don't know. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's it. it. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully this will go well for Amazon. I'm curious to see how uh, how that's going to work out for it because you know what? Those rockets are not going to pay for themselves. Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. All oh, right, yeah, everybody. Well, want to thank everyone for watching this live stream. If you are watching the live stream or even after it's you know, been um, viewed. Are you watching us recorded? It works too. Recorded, yeah, exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, if you do like this video or channel, please make sure to hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button, bell yep. notification, get notified when we go live, and also yep. new videos. We are still working review videos. I know there hasn't been one yet. Lately. We're, we're sorry about that. We're, we'll we'll get on that. We we're sorry about that because again, we we want to test products as thorough as we can. We don't want to just you know rush it out for the sake unlike of that, unlike that five percent we were talking about. We actually want our opinions to be you know good, valid, solid products about solid products and stuff. Yeah, yeah. we want so, good reputation stuff. You know, and you know it's hard to get these products when you first start off. Yeah, <laughs> when you first start off. So yeah, we're doing our best as much as we can. So yep. Be patient with us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, definitely come by our website at techthatdoesabite.com. You can see all the product reviews that we've done as well as all the uh, previous bite casts. Learn a little more about us. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at uh, TT Doesn't Bite. Uh, we also have our own Twitter accounts as well. well uh, yeah, members. you can follow us on Twitter, but we're not active on Twitter as much. Well, so. not, not for Tech That Doesn't Bite. I were new, yeah. yeah. Anyways, if you want to follow us, we'd love to have you follow us. I'm, I'm VO Jeff Worden. Uh, Simon is the Simonverse. And of course, if you want to follow the Tech That You can follow me, one, but I don't really tweet much. So that's okay. You know. That's all right. And TT Doesn't Bite, we, we, we're on Twitter. We're also on Facebook as well. So definitely follow us there too. Yeah. So also, if you are listening to the podcast, thank you so much. We really yes. appreciate it. So, you know, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcasting uh, platform. Please uh, do. You know, subscribe there as well. You know, leave a rating, and you know, feel free to visit our website, techthatdoesnbite.com, if you want to know more about us. Yep, please do, please do. Thank you very much for joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. We look forward to doing another broadcast next week. I hope. All right, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Week.